The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with our Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the, get all the details at circasports.com. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Tyler Jenkins, joined by our host. We got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing good. I was preparing for the show tonight. I was, I was looking up some teams. I was like, I, I could really go for some just complete shit team matchup. To, like some random Wednesday night hockey. I could go for that right now. Rivalry night. It's not a rivalry, but it's it's July 12th, so uh, there's no hockey going on. There's no hockey summer league. Maybe there should be. I saw uh, I saw. Koliakovo tweeted that out. I'm not sure if that's where you saw it initially, Town. I don't know you're a big fan of, the, of that show. But, yeah, uh, dog days of summer here. So we're just going to keep going, keep trucking on. Uh, not not so much dog days for me. I've been up since, what, 5 in the morning waiting for the fucking Wimbledon matches to start. As usual, they're late. But, uh, yeah, yeah, forgive all the listeners who don't want a drunk Joel, but you're going to get one because, uh, you know, uh, I started drinking um, – I'm going to watch some tennis because I got to settle the nerves, start smoking. That's just what happens. And now, like, uh, what is it, like uh, eight, nine hours later, here I am doing this work here with you boys. Love to be here. Love to give good content to the listeners. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting show. But, yeah, speaking of being drunk, I, I'll, I'll give you another drunk story. Back Ooh. in the day, let's talk with a, with a buddy. I remember uh, in the last show, I mentioned, like, the mosh pit and now people getting pissed off because yeah, you're running yeah, into yeah. people whatever. So uh, I remember talking uh, talk to a buddy today, and we were, we were talking old stories. And uh, <laughs> this one time, I used to live in Chillock, right? It was like an hour outside of Vancouver. So I used to take the bus in, bus home at like one in the morning. So one time, buddy spilled beer all over me, man. My fucking shirt is soaked. I keep going to the pit thinking no matter of it. I get to the bus stop later on, and the bus, the fucking Aussie guy, the Aussie bus driver, doesn't even fucking let me on the bus. <laughs> Because he smells the beer on me. I'm not even wasted or anything. So he's like, yeah, you're too fucked. You can't get on the bus. I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. So my buddy gets on the bus. He's all good. So I'm, I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere in Vancouver. I'm waiting for the next bus, like 630 in the morning. So I, I, I go to the bar thinking of um, trying to meet a girl, you know, get like a, a cheap night stay. That strapped out. <laughs> Big loser there. Yeah, you're covered in fucking beer. What do you expect? <laughs> Yeah, I, I had optimistic. Uh, I was optimistic. All right. But uh, <laughs> needless to say, I, I I got a bunch of beer, went to the old Timmy Ho's, passed out in the middle of a fucking thing. And then uh, these cops yeah, showed yeah. up. They're like, where the fuck you live, man? I'm like, uh, Chilliwack. Oh, that's a long far away. So they, they, they weren't going to send me to the drunk tank. They were like, can you get a ride home? No, man. I'm waiting for the fucking Greyhound at like seven in the morning. Yeah. Oh, man. Just just uh, pour that one out and uh, we'll let you sit here in Tim Hortons. So I drank the rest in the Tim Hortons <laughs> as I waited for the seven o'clock bus to take me home. Oh, those were the good old days. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Carry on. Tell how the fuck are you? I know that's a hell of a story, Joel. We always love hearing, you know, little junk Joel stories. That's awesome. Uh, I'm doing good, bro. You know, nothing really crazy today. Just chilling, woke up, just hung out, had some food, you know, a couple beers. What were you drinking today? You said you were boozing since you woke up this morning. What were you drinking? Were you having beers? Were you getting in the fucking liquor? What's, Bloody what's Mary? Up? What you got? 
Oh man, you, the real ones know. I only drink uh, European beers and PBR. So check bar and PBR today. <laughs> that's two. That's two opposite ends of the spectrum. I only drink European fucking pilsners. Oh, and then PBR. Oh yeah, <laughs> the PBR is the local. It, it, it's the old school blue collar beer. I'm bringing it back. Take it away from the hipsters. Um, it's Hell it's yeah. no longer yours. Uh, it belongs to the real blue collar folks. And yeah, European beers are still cheap. Like you can get some uh, nice Danish beer, Czech beers, very cheap here. So it, it's not all uh, wine and cheese crowd at all. So uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Bro, shout out fucking W Burger Bar in Toronto. You can get fucking twelve dollar pitchers of PBR all day every day. Oh, it's fucking right on. Yeah, I'll check, check that place out when I come up there. Yeah, and they got Heineken. Austin, they Fuck got, that shit. Half <laughs> blue ribbon. <laughs> they got a uh, they got kangaroo sliders too. Actually, they're pretty fucking good. So. Ooh, have, maybe we'll have our first uh, HGP meetup there. Twelve dollars. Well, that's where that's where you go like in when you're in between stops. Like you go for a nice dinner, you go to you go to W Burger Bar to get fucked up, and then you end up at your next place. It's like an in between pit stop, but it's pretty good. Love it. Uh, I'm doing good though, yo. You know, we're just we're just moseying along, sun shining, beautiful fucking day in Toronto. My parents came out to Toronto last night, so we went out for a beautiful dinner. That was good to see old mom and pops. They're all doing well. So hell yeah, man. I'm I'm rocking and rolling here, yo. On a what day is it today? Wednesday. Wednesday fucking night. Hell yeah. All right, we're going to keep this shit going, though. Uh, everybody go check out the Sports Gaming Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Absolutely not, though. There's literally nothing fucking happening tonight, but that's okay. Uh, tomorrow, we got, was it, a Scottish Genesis Open or something in the PJ? I haven't really looked into that yet. I'm probably going to be doing all that after the show. So uh, look out in the Discord there. I don't know if Joel has anything. Uh, there's Talon, no base- Talon's going to be on Scotty Shuffler. I think Rory's playing. No, you hate Rory. I'm not bad. I haven't bet Rory ever. Brian's stealing my jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll post all that. That'll, that'll be going. Uh, there's, I think there's a CFL game tomorrow. I think it's Hamilton versus Edmonton. Yeah, Hamilton versus Edmonton. So at least we got that at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's something. Uh, I don't know what's going on with fucking F1. I'm sure Verstappen's winning and nobody gives a shit. Uh, what else? NASCAR is doing its thing. Baseball, right? Nothing's going. Home run derby. How was uh, that? Home run derby was was Monday. That was good. Vlad won. Uh, Toronto Blue Jay. Uh, I know you hate them, so you don't want to hear about their their successes. So we won't talk about it too much. Um, the NL won the All Star game last night with uh, Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Craig Kimbrell closing it out. Uh, Nick Castellanos one for two with the run scored. Um, yeah. Now now off day today tomorrow and then back back at it on Friday. So make sure you're in that Discord for all the baseball talk. I actually have a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. story. Um, when he first got called up to the Jays, I was, I was working there and shit. And so I was down just in the slums of the building and shit. I was in the elevator going, and I was going from like the third floor all the way down to like the bottom level where like all mm-hmm. the fucking dressing rooms and shit are. Anyway, so it stops off randomly at the player's entrance and he, buddy gets in. I knew what he looked like and shit. So I'm sitting there with another guy I worked with and I'm trying to talk to him and say, oh, hey man, how's it going? You know, everything going good and all this, you know, just small talk. It's like a 20 second elevator mm-hmm. ride, probably less 10 seconds. And buddy's just like, he's like looking at me and smiling, but he's barely speaking. And so he leaves and I'm like, this guy's a fucking dick. <laughs> like, this guy's an asshole. Fuck this guy. Everybody's like, "Are you serious? Like, he doesn't speak English." And I'm like, "Oh, shit. I didn't fucking know. I don't know baseball. I just knew he was a guy that we were all supposed to be hyped about, right?" So I'm just like, "Oh, good luck tonight. All this, you know, fucking bullshit." And but he's he's being curt. He's smiling. He wasn't like awkward or anything like that. But I just didn't know that he didn't fucking speak English. So I don't know. Fuck. I was gonna fuck say that. I, I wasn't sure though because his dad was a was a famous baseball player, Vlad Guerrero. I'm, he might be in the Hall of Fame. So he grew up 
I thought he grew up in America or in he was born in Canada actually. So. Maybe he didn't. He was just being an ass. Maybe I was right. Maybe he was a piece of shit. Who fucking maybe knows? Maybe he's like, who the fuck is this guy trying to talk to me? Yeah, for real though. I don't know. Anyways, actually, kudos to the company. They gave us all like uh, ticket stubs, like tickets for the his first call up game, and it's got mm. him printed on. So I got I gave it to my dad or some shit. He likes that fucking stupid sport. So, anyways, uh, yeah, still tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. You can find all that information at the SGPN website. That's the place to be. Uh, be sure to check out the other articles, man. A lot of love goes into this article, so check them out. There's still stuff going on, even though there's a lot of off season content. Uh, summer leagues a thing in the NBA as well. Uh, and of course, shout out to or check out the other podcast as well. Tons of other good shows. Be sure to check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. These guys are always killing it as well. Um, and shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord, man. You know, it's been a nice little break in the Discord lately. It's been a little quiet in there. I I think it's a well needed, a little hush. You know, a little a little hush for a day or two. You know? No, exactly. A hush went over the crowd because no one's sitting here talking fucking stupid baseball because there's no fucking baseball to talk. It's been a nice little break, you know, to open my phone and not see a bunch of people calling the fucking the rags. And I keep thinking they're talking about the Rangers, but they're not. They're talking about some fucking other Rangers. So I don't know. Either way, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. It's always popping off. Uh, if you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. If you want to be in the Discord, be sure to reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. Uh, we'll point you in the right direction. Or you can reach out to the HD. Twitter account, they'll be sure to uh, we'll be sure to help you out there as well. Or you can uh, you can order twenty thousand Paps Blue ribbons, and I guarantee you somebody will be like, oh, what the fuck? He'll call. How come there's old Paps Blue ribbons left anymore for me to buy? And they'll put you in contact with Joel because he's gonna be all pissed off and he's gonna try and yell at you. And then when he's yelling at you, you can be like, hey, by the way, do you know how to get in the Discord? And then he'll help you out in that sense. So hell yeah, just buy a gajillion Paps Blue ribbons and you'll get your ass in the Discord. Yeah, quick uh, Wimby update. Wimbledon uh, tennis stuff here. I am uh, ashamed for Talon. He passed me over there. Instead, he rambled on about baseball for five minutes. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, my girl, most beautiful girl in tennis, Lena Rybakina, did not come through against Anshapur. But that's okay. Anshapur is still my girl, too. She's, she's, she's the uh, my ugly stepsister in my uh, tennis stable. And uh, hopefully she wins the, uh, the, the woman's... Um, she'll be going up against Arena Sabalenka, who is in in prime form. She is uh, absolutely dominating. She came through in straight sets against Madison Keys, the American today, and uh, in the men's side, it's going a little better with Medvedev coming through against Eubanks, another American. Uh, he was down two sets to one, but he, he struggled on and uh, was able to figure it out. Got himself under control. He looked like he was going to do his uh, usual Medvedev thing, where he just like totally just bailed on everything and threw his racket at the crowd or something stupid. But thankfully he came through and Alcaraz just continues to dominate. So Medvedev, Alcaraz for the men's, they're going to be going against Djokovic and they're probably going to lose, but uh, I'm going to maintain some hope there. Maybe hedge a little bit at some point. Um, but yeah, Shabur and, and those two are my uh, last hopes for, for Wimbledon, which has been a terrific tournament. I mentioned before that Jabour Ribakina match would be awesome. And it was indeed. Uh, hopefully you guys are, who are not, tennis fans or whatever hopefully you guys start, start paying attention because these these this is the the prime time of the offseason like july there's nothing else going on wimbledon is the absolute peak of the of the summer for me and uh yeah looking forward to the u.s open after this where do they do wimbledon in wimbledon it's, uh, just outside of uh london it's i think in london is that is that a place is it actually i didn't fucking know it's, it's around place. london somewhere i know okay so it's in the uk yeah. All right. All right. Cool. I don't fucking. It could be London, Ontario, for all I That's know. That's why right? Andy, Andy Murray <laughs> was a big story over there when he would ultimately just choke at Wimbledon. The fuck is Andy Murray? 
He's an English what? tennis player. Okay. Or actually, yeah. Scottish, I think. Whatever. Close yeah, enough. Fucking British. Swine. Jesus Christ, Ryan. Get it right. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Jesus Christ, we have not got any uh, five-star ratings or reviews in a while. We did get a uh, updated one. We will, we will read at the end of the show, but if you're listening to this, if you're listening to us talk about the off-season bullshit here, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. Tell us how much you love us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. Uh, we do have a new intern coming up, still in the works of giving him the keys with everything going on there. But hopefully, are you guys still on? Are we, are we doing threads now? Are we doing Twitter? What, 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 Talon? I, I know Joel's not on social media. I'm not getting threads, bro. Like, okay, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. threads either. All right. Same <laughs> page, we sorry. cleared that up. Uh, give us some love with reviews and shit. Every time people leave reviews, they just tell us how much they fucking hate us, and it hurts, man. Like, give us some love. And like, if you're listening to this show, just be like, yeah, fucking pull out your phone. You know, you gotta go to the computer, just a little five star, and just be like, yo, these guys got cool titties or something. That's all we need. That's all we need. Something like that. Come on, fucking one minute. What are we doing here? Um, all right. We're going to keep it on going on, keep it on moving on going on with our uh, <laughs> free agency kind of by divisions, little rundowns that we've been doing. Obviously, we covered the Atlantic at first. Last show, we went through the uh, racist division, the Metropolitan. Now we're moving on. We finished the East. We're going out to the West, baby. Uh, we're going to be focusing on the Central Division for this episode. Uh, obviously, some great teams in the Central. The likes, you know, Colorado, Dallas, you know. I heard those Minnesota Wilds are pesky. There's one person on this show that absolutely loves them to death. Uh, but anyways, tons to talk about, so we're going to be doing that this show. Uh, boys, you ready to fucking start off with the Central here? Or are we, are we good? Or what's good? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. Hell, yeah. Okay, first team we're going to talk about here. This team didn't make too much of a splash, but, you know, they brought in a couple serviceable guys here, so we're going to touch on it. They had the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, as always, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the odds for them to win the division of this as well. Currently, Colorado sitting at plus 150 to win the Central. Uh, notable additions through free agencies. This doesn't, we're not talking about any trades or any extensions or anything like that. Just through free agency. Uh, Colorado was able to bring in left winger Jonathan Drouin. Uh, this is a guy that's had a pretty, you know, pretty lackluster career compared to how much hype he had coming into the league. He's one of those guys that he's bounced around a little bit too much, right? It, much like we talked about Max Domi a couple of weeks ago. It's like, this guy just needs to find a home. Uh, what better place in Colorado, man? He spent his junior years just lighting the fucking lamp, playing alongside Nathan McKinnon, uh, in Halifax. So it's good to see that reunion back. I heard that McKinnon was kind of, uh kind of pushing on both sides for them to get a deal done. Uh, so that's pretty good. It wasn't a crazy deal. I think it's like one year, 825000 or something like that. So pretty serviceable. But a good chance for Jonathan Drew to kind of, you know, re revolve his career a little bit. I think he'll be a good fit out there in Colorado. Obviously, Joel will have his thoughts on it too. Uh, and then as well, another notable signings. They brought in another left winger, Miles Wood, on a six-year, $15 million contract. Uh, it's $2.5 million AAV. Uh, yeah, just another serviceable winger here, man. Um depth right depth 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 you saw it when colorado beat tampa a few years ago in the for, for the stanley cup like two years ago the thing that they had that, that tampa didn't at the time was depth up front and you know the tampa could match that first line they put out their big guns but when it came to the second third and fourth uh it was really struggling so good on colorado here bringing in some forward staff uh we'll see what else they do i'm not sure where they are against the cap but boys what are your thoughts with the signings for the avalanche here yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short because we have our, our resident uh, abs expert Joel up next. But yeah, they won the division last year without, I mean, like they had a lot of injury troubles. The, the, Landis is still going to be out. Added Johansson to replace Comfer. I think that's probably a comparable replacement there for second line center. 
Uh, Daily Faceoffs has Druin playing top line wing with McKinnon and Rantanen, which, you know what, maybe he slots in there with, with McKinnon and, and plays well. But yeah, I think Druin is somebody that maybe he's just a bust. Maybe he needs a line like that to, to kind of unlock his his talent. But yeah, the Avs are, are the favorite in the Central for a reason. They're, they're deep. McCarr, Taves on defense, Byram's a year older, you're better. Uh, Gerard Manson. So yeah, the Avs are, are going to be good. Didn't really need to make any huge additions. Just kind of Keep it on, keep it on there. Oh, a couple minor disagreements there with Talon off the start. Um, compared to last oh. offseason, this this one was, was pretty active, I thought. Um, you know, considering it's a cap strap team, the Avalanche were able to to make some major moves. I was really impressed with what Joe Sackick and Chris McFarlane were able to do with uh, trading Newhook to the Canadiens, getting um, a 30, like a late first round, early second round pick. Uh, for him, who, who wasn't really stepping up to what he was supposed to be uh, as a prospect, a first-round pick back in the day, uh, kind of BCHL. Um, but uh, yeah, and they, they they turned uh, one of those picks into uh, Ross Colton, who was an excellent, you know, third-line player. He even could uh, maybe even sneak into the second-line center role if uh, Ryan Johansson does not. Um, uh, suit our needs uh, but even that 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 deal is is a nice one at half eight million they have four million for a couple of years relatively low risk of course he's uh he's uh as an as a history of not being you know the most motivated he's, he's pretty slow pretty lazy but uh with with a better locker room maybe that these guys can get him going there so Ross Colton and Ryan Johansson one of those guys should be able to step up into that second center role which is a massive massive gaping hole for us last year so that's massive um <laughs> how massive is that game it's a massive, hole? massive how massive, massive. is it it's massive. <laughs> what could you fit in there like how many what's could you fit yeah. in that gaping hole you know what else is massive fucking bow and byram's dick all right this guy <laughs> two years under four million for two years i love that deal too i mean he'll still be an rfa at the end of it so the avalanche will still have his rights so that that's a good deal again for the crew um what else went on? Jonathan Druin, like you, like you mentioned before, uh, the, the, he played for the Halifax Mooseheads with McKinnon, and they they were you know the best line in junior hockey at the time. And so the the hope is that they reconnect, recreate that chemistry they had back in the day. That's why he's fix fixtured on that uh, daily faceoff projected depth chart on the first line. Um, so yeah, he's he's got a lot of skill. He's just uh, he's he's been riddled by injuries lately you know the whole tenure in montreal has not been good but he still has a skill it just needs to convert i mean he's 28 years old now so it's it's a bit of an ask but at only eight hundred twenty five thousand dollars for one year that that's a a low risk ask so yeah i i, I do not hate anything the app's done so far um jack johnson jack johnson bringing him back Jack motherfucking Johnson, uh, another great uh, veteran defenseman. He'll be uh, clutch in um, playoff scenarios. So, yeah. Guitar I'm a lot more excited about the Avs offseason this year than I was last year with, um, you know, just the total absence of action last year. Just hoping to roll back. But, uh, yeah, and Miles Wood, too. I didn't mention him. Uh, long-term deal, very long, maybe too long, but still at only two and a half million, I don't mind that. Uh, he's got a lot of speed. He's a bit of a dumbass in terms of his mistakes and his hockey IQ, but he he, he can fly, and uh, that's what you want with the Avs team who can skate. So yeah, look for look for somebody like Bowen Byron, Kale McCarr, maybe even um, 
Samuel Gerard. He could throw him a pass. Flying up the wing. Miles Wood is going to miss most of the breakaways, but he'll get a lot of them. So uh, as long as it converts on uh, 20% of them, he'll be fine. So, uh, yeah, I'm very positive on the as off season. I'm just surprised that the Miles Wood contract doesn't have a no-move clause at that rate. Six years, $2.5 million, and that, that, that's ripe for one. It fucking uh, shouldn't have one. Well, the cap will go up. By that time, you know, they'll be able to bury it. It won't be much. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that as long as he doesn't, uh, you know. How old know, is what he? One more thing is that the Avs can't exactly utilize their entire cap space is because uh, Lannis got might come back, so they, they, they can't exactly uh, give out those long-term deals for uh, certain other players. But Miles Wood at only two and a half billion. I don't think that that's going to sink this ship. Yeah. Every time I see the Jonathan Druin uh, name, I'm always reminded of uh, arguably one of the biggest steals of all time with the Sergachev for Druin one-for-one trade there. Yeah. I, I always oh. think about that. Like That's fucking absolutely insane. Well, Duran was great for the Lightning. I mean, not great, but he was pretty damn good. So at the time, it seemed like a fair trade. But nah. but to give up on Sergeyev, like, we get it, Montreal. You traded for a French kid. That's great. But like, what are we doing here? Get some more assets for that, bro. No, at the time it was fair. I think that, I don't. I don't it. think so. I don't think Druin was as good as you're making it. I think he had like half a good year at Tampa at that time. And then you he was great in the playoffs. Man. He, 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 that's great. Three points, twenty-one goals. I, I was big on the Flyers either trying to offer Shiatan or, or trade for him because they had a lot of defensemen that didn't pan out and they needed a winger. Hindsight is twenty-twenty. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, all right, we're gonna move down to the uh, to the da- oh sorry, Colorado plus one fifty to win the division. You think so? Yep. I think there's a better way to play it. Yeah, that, that's. I forgot to mention the other thing. Uh, you said that there's a bunch of great teams. I disagree. I think there's. I was just fucking with you. Obviously, it's not. Would he's it just, just, he's just hyping up the podcast. Yeah. Come on. We want to say we're gonna talk about this shit fucking division. So make sure you guys all <laughs> stick around and listen. What do you want me to say? I want to be honest. We're an honest <laughs> podcast. We tell it how it is. Come on, straight oh down. You the gotta middle. listen to the whole thing for the honesty, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, they know how we feel now. Yeah, point uh, is, Colorado plus 150, absolutely a bet. I'm not betting on any of those bums. <laughs> I hope Minnesota wins it. W- uh, would you bet that now, or would you wait to bet that? <laughs> bet them now, bet them later, bet them all the way. <laughs> there you go. All right, moving down here, we're going to the Dallas Stars here. Dallas Stars, uh, you know, uh, Joel, do I have your permission to say that Dallas was a good team last year? Is that okay? I mean, yeah, I mean, the Avalanche were uh, overcome by injuries, and we still managed to beat them for the division, even though the, the Stars were lucky as shit going down the stretch, and uh, they didn't suffer the same amount of injuries, but sure. All right. Uh, notable signings for the Dallas Stars. Uh, they were able to bring in Matt Duchesne on a one-year, $3 million contract after he was he was bought out by Nashville, I believe. Um, they brought in Sam Steele on a one-year, $885,000 contract. Uh, who else did they bring in here? They brought in Craig S- Smith. Oh, my God. Just burped. Craig Smith on a one-year, $1 million contract as well. So, again, you know, the Duchesne deal is very interesting, man. Like, this is a guy that... Fuck, he's bounced around everywhere. All accounts, he absolutely loved playing in Nashville, too. Um, but, you know, this is this is a good center player. And, you know, one year, so there's not really a big commitment to him. $3 million. They could fit that under their cap. Why the hell not? Uh, just uploads to some of that center 
or to that forward step that they have. You know, Jason Robertson had a great year last year. Rupe Hintz had a breakout year, Fuck it, or especially in the playoffs as well. You know, Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn are still serviceable players. So it's to add a guy like Matthew Shane and bolster it into that lineup, that's definitely pretty important, especially look at what they have at the back end, like Samiro Hiskin and absolutely late in the lamp. Hope and Ottinger plays well as well here too. So it's just depth, man. It's kind of similar to what we talk about a lot when it comes to some of these free agent teams. It's just bolstering depth, especially up front. And, you know, that that's it's kind of what it takes to win in this league, you know. So, uh, yeah, as far as these deals go, there's nothing that I don't really hate, you know, or nothing that I really hate, rather. So, yeah, good on, good on Dallas. And, you know, it'll be kind of interesting to see how things play out for him here. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they end up winning this division. Uh, plus 275, I think it's a, a okay price. Not going to bet it. But, yeah, that Duchesne signing, I, I think, is I think is great at, at $3 million. You know, the thing with Duchesne is he was a third overall pick. Early in his career, he looked like he could be like a superstar. It didn't turn out that way, but he's been a consistent 50-, 60-point player for them. So if for the Stars, he can slot in on the second, third line and, you know, be a depth guy with them. Yeah, th- this is the Stars. They have uh, Ottinger. They have Heskinen. Their defense is, is kind of suspect there a little bit, but they have a few young guys coming up. I think Craig Smith, Sam Steele, both uh, two good depth signings there as well. So, yeah, Dallas just uh, getting better without losing too much. They lost Domi, who they got at the deadline, but I think Duchesne and Smith kind of replaced that skill plus sandpaper there. So, yeah, I think the Stars are going to give the Colorado a pretty good run for their money for this division. They certainly won't. And one major reason for that is Matt Duchesne is an absolute bum. He destroys every locker room he's ever been a part of. Look how the Avalanche dynasty was started by ejecting Matt Duchesne. The Avalanche are like the worst team in the fucking league until they got rid of this bum. And then, um, yeah, things took off from there. Then he went to the Senators. They sucked. He went to the Blue Jackets. They sucked after he signed them. And then they went to the Predators. They didn't make the playoffs. They sucked. Now he's going to go to the Stars. He's going to destroy their, their fucking chances, too. So Matt Duchesne is just a cancer in the locker room. That's that's what I've been hearing. And uh, the facts bear that out. Like This guy, is, is, is he's not a good guy, I don't think, uh, in terms of uh, generating a winning culture. I mean, maybe it's hard to guy. argue. It's hard to argue, though. Like, have you ever heard anybody come out and say, yeah, I'm happy to have Matt Duchesne on my team? Like, <laughs> and he's just bounced around. Like, I'm sure he's not, like, a, a terrible person. But it's yeah. for what you're saying, you can't say, like, that, he, that he's not bad in the dressing room. Like, Off the ice, I'm sure he's a, he's a fine dude. I'm not, I'm not attacking his personality. But yeah, in terms of uh, a winning player, uh, every team he's gone to has not been good. And um, I don't think that that's a, a negligible thing taken uh, into account so yeah i'm not exactly thrilled i mean that's a nice price three million yeah, for one, one year. year take a take a shot but uh, i don't think that's a massive boost for the stars either way um and otherwise there's there's not a lot going on here they get in, uh, another year older for jimmy ben tyler sagan they both had kind of like bounce back years last year but uh, another year under the system and peter DeBoer has a history of like the first year he's with a the team they do well and then after that they kind of peter off so yeah, I'm not not high on the stars like Ryan is. Um, yeah, I love I love Miro Heiskanen. Uh, I love uh, Jason Robertson, but we we saw him kind of fade in the playoffs uh, in spurts there. Um, so yeah, and Joe Pavelski too. <laughs> He's almost forty. Oh fuck, years we old. forgot about that. But he he was unreal <laughs> last year for fuck's sakes, man. Yeah, he came back he... and scored four goals in one game in the playoffs. So it was nuts. No other time is undefeated and all that. So maybe yeah. in the playoffs he comes alive. But uh, so far as the regular season team, yeah, and Craig Smith, another old fuck. This team is geared for the playoffs. They're not they're not going to be threatened. Oh, and Ryan Suter, come on, thirty eight years old. This team is fucking ancient, man. They're like fucking mummies from Egypt. <laughs> fucking Ramses the second. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, this this team is is uh, maybe a threat in the playoffs as like a third seed, second seed maybe. But uh, so far as threatening for the division, I don't see it at all. I think they're hoping Jer settles in a little bit too. He had a little bit of a sophomore slump. I don't know if you want to call it that last year, I guess, but. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they are built for the playoffs, uh, as Joel says. So I think seventeen to one for the cup is 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 a better bet than them to win the division. But I don't I don't think Avs are a slam dunk right now. Well, them for the division is plus two seventy five. I don't think we announced that. So in case anybody's considering it, um, okay, we're gonna keep things moving here. This is a team that absolutely did fucking dick all. They are very much against the cap with a lot of dead cap space. So we're talking none other than the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Minnesota, you know, we're not really going to go into the signings of Jacob Zucchini or sorry, Lucchini and then uh, Vinny Letary. Uh, so I, I don't know that there's not really much to go in there, but Minnesota plus 600 to win the division. What do you guys think? Any chance whatsoever? Um, probably not. I mean, they, they added Pat Maroon was is their key player added, lost Dumba, Klingberg, Nyquist, and Sam Steele. No, I've never been a, a big believer in the wild. They just kept kept surprising me. They they do have have the depth though. They have the depth where they can be a team in the playoffs if they get there. Goaltending is a big big issue for them with uh, Gustafson and Flurry. Gustafson was good. Gustafson was good, but is Gustafson really a guy? Can, can he be a guy? I, I mean, think he will be. He's still pretty young, right? Like I think he will be a guy. Is he one right now? Like a full on starter? Yeah, I'm sure some people might argue yes, but I'm not really fully convinced. Yeah, I mean, I guess you have a decent core there with Kaprizov 26, Boldy 22, Eriksson 26 to, to build around. But like, then you got Zuccarello's 35, uh, Hartman's 28. I don't think he's as good as he's been playing. So yeah, the, I think the Wild could be due to regress this year, but in this division, I think they'll still make the playoffs. Can you win with 14 and a half million dollar dead cap? Between the Sutter and the uh, Paris, fourteen and a half million dollars. That, I mean, you can. They made the playoffs. They they could have gone went on a run. But yeah, if they do, that's a another massive indictment on the Leafs for uh, you know. Oh, oh, but, but I'm the one always talking about Toronto. Yeah, but it's always yeah, easy. Had to throw that out there. Rent free, baby. Rent <laughs> fucking free all day long. <laughs> the Wild ain't win the cup. Don't worry about it, bro. Um, yeah, there's nothing much, nothing much else to say. Nothing much went on here. Patrick Maroon, yeah, he'll be fine in the playoffs and all that. Give, uh, uh, I guess he's like the replacement for Ryan Reeves, who they signed late in last year. But yeah, it's not much going on here, as you would expect, with so much tied up in that dead space. Uh, so yeah, Gustafsson, I do think is a good goalie. They still need to sign him. He's an RFA, but they they do have some. Uh, Caspers left to do so. So, yeah, it's going to be another, uh, <laughs> like, the middling wild. This is what they do every fucking year. They're either, like, the third spot or, like, a wild card spot every fucking year. That's all they are, fucking loser franchise, and um, I'm here to see it. Yeah, they're like they're like this, this, like, team you play against in, like, a simulation franchise. They're good. They're tough to beat, maybe, in a series, but they're, they're not going to win the cup. That's the thing. They're Plus, just not. for the division? You think they can win the division? No. I'd rather bet them at six to one than Dallas two seventy five though. Oh, okay, okay. all right. <laughs> Come on, ad boy. Oh, ad boy, yes, ad boy is You're up here. With, uh, I put in the sheet. Circus Sports. I gotta get around to it. Circa Millions and Circus Survivor are back. There's fourteen million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. Uh, they got the Circa Millions contest. There's five against the spread NFL picks each week. Then the Circus Survivor contest, of course, the classic Survivor. You pick a winner and you move on. 
Uh, you have to enter in Las Vegas, but you can play from anywhere. The Sports Gambling Podcast guys are going to be out there the last weekend in August if you want to check them out then. You can go to circusports.com for all the details. Circusports.com. All right. Another team that, you know, they they had a couple signings, but nothing too fucking substantial. So we don't really got to jump too much into it. But I guess we'll run through it real quick. We're going to talk about the uh, St. Louis Blues here. Um, St. Louis inked uh, Sentiment Oscar Sundquist. They brought in goaltender Malcolm Subban, uh, defenseman Wyatt Kalnook, and uh, defenseman Josh Jacobs. So, again, nothing, nothing too crazy here out of St. Louis. I'm not even sure. I think they have cap space. Maybe they just... I don't know. Are they, are they tanking this year? I know they've had a pretty decent offseason when it came to, like, you know. They don't have cap space. They don't have cap space. So maybe that's exactly it. So I don't know. Uh, St. Louis Blues, you know, hopefully, I think they're a team that will have a successful retool, you know, give it two years or so like that. Uh, as it currently stands for next year, things aren't really looking too optimistic, though. Uh, anyway, St. Louis Blues at plus 1,200 to win the division. I'm staying fucking clear of that. I think a lot of people are. Uh, but hey, these, maybe these guys have a different opinion. What do you think, boys? No, yeah, I'd steer clear of that. I mean, their big offseason acquisition was, was Kevin Hayes, who is better than people are giving him credit for. He could definitely be good in a, in a system where his speed is not um, a weakness, which is going to be tough to be. But, yeah, they're they're transitioning right now. Kairou, Robert Thomas are both locked up to identical contact, contracts pretty much. Braden Shen still there. He, he's still decent. Hayes, uh, Saad, Bushnevich. So they still have guys, but it just comes down to Bennington and whoever they sign as a backup goalie. So, yeah, they can make the playoffs. They can maybe go on a run if Bennington gets his 2019 form back. But they're not a, season to, a team to bet on for the entire season. Um, their cup odds are 60 to 1. I think that's probably, if you want to bet the Blues, that's the best thing to get in on. Maybe throw a free bet on that. But, yeah, the Blues are just going to be kind of fodder in this division while they still wait like you said, a year or two until they're like actually good. I think this team will still be competitive. They still got a lot of talent. Um, defensively, they're kind of weak, but the, you know, they're, they're, they're middling weak. They're not like torrid weak. They're not uh, bottom of the barrel weak. Um, especially Nick Letty has a bounce back season. He wasn't terrific last year. Same with Colton Pareko. Uh, massive problems in goaltending last year, but uh, Joel Holford coming back, or coming into the league, uh, he, he provided some promise last year as a rookie, uh, backing up Jordan Bennington, presumably. Uh, so goaltending should improve at least a little bit. Um, Pavel Bujnevich was uh, probably, the, honestly, maybe behind Robert Thomas, maybe Jordan Cairo. Bujnevich is, is an awesome player. He missed a lot of time last year through injuries. So I forgot getting, he was there. I yeah, getting, there. getting him healthy uh, will be important. Um, but yeah, this, this team will be... You know they'll they'll battle every game. That's that's what the Blues do. Uh, no real strong thoughts on them, but uh, if you want to bet on the Blues, I bet a little bit of Barube, coach of the year, fifty to one, um, just because uh, you know they missed the playoffs last year. If they approve substantially, that the media likes uh, Craig Barube, I think he's a great coach. And um, yeah, in this weak division, that's the way I would attack this team so far. So Barube, fifty to one for Jack Adams would be the the look at this point uh, but yeah it's been a pretty quiet off season and i don't expect that to change going forward all right we're gonna keep it moving on down to uh probably uh the worst place uh to play in the nhl i'm just kidding it's not that bad but we're talking about boring ass cold fucking miserable flat windy really windy like the wind chills and the cold is terrible 
airports fucking two hours outside of the goddamn fucking goddamn fucking city just just boring plain old jane fucking canadian winnipeg we're talking about the winnipeg jets baby uh winnipeg jets didn't really have anything too substantial going on with free agency uh, it seems like everybody is trying to abandon ship when it comes to winnipeg uh the one uh, notable player that they did sign they brought back goaltender we like this guy on this show he's okay he's okay in our bucks you know friend of the show but not really potential friend of the show i'm sure if we met him he'd like us you know we're good guys he'd like us we're talking about none other than larry brassois laurent brassois signed a one-year fucking deal for 1.75 million dollars uh contract again with the jets uh he did have a history he has played there before obviously he was with vegas last year one of the 19,000 goalies they had in their squad um so yeah uh, they brought in Larry. That's pretty much all they did from a free agency point of view. They did re-sign uh, Vladimir Nemetsnikov to a two-year, $2 million contract as well. Uh, I think they got him at the deadline or some shit last year. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this Winnipeg team, man, I don't know how things are going to go. Like uh, They kind of got to sell off a shitload of guys. and but, but maybe it could be a blessing in disguise. It could be potentially the best thing to happen for this franchise. Just cut fucking bait. Uh, in, in my sense, honestly, I think that's admirable too. Like i I cheer for a team where fucking everybody's just, oh, it's life without these players is just unimaginable. Well, fuck that. If it's not working with your big stars, your big stars want out. We'll fucking get them gone then if that's the case. And let's just rebuild. So let's see how it works for Winnipeg here, man. Plus uh, 1,400 to win the division as well. Yeah, I mean, if you play in Philadelphia and you're even half decent, you get a job in the front office. So, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, I completely uh, resonate with that. I mean, the Jets' big move was that they bought out Blake Wheeler. They traded... Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois to the Kings for Ayafalo and Ayafalo, uh, Velarde, they still have to sign. I think Kupari as well, it's an RFA. So they have some cap space there. It comes down to if they trade Hellebuck and what they trade him for. I think they would be dumb not to trade him. As I didn't realize he only has one year left on his deal, so they'll trade him at some point this season, I would imagine. I think Brassois is a good signing for them, either to be a backup or you know if he steps, steps into a 1A, 1B type of role. Yeah, the Jets are, are similar to the Blues, but worse off. They have they have great players. I mean, Kyle Connor's great. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers, Mark Scheifele's still good, but they just don't have the depth or the goaltending, especially if they trade Hallibuck to to, uh, to compete. Yeah, I don't have much to say here. Uh, we should comment on Pierre Dubois going though for that that big deal there, getting uh, Rasmus Kapari. Gabriel Verdardi in there on RFA deals. Uh, they still have to sign them. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't have much to say about that shit. But I will have to comment on the Jack Adams once again. It's it's curious <laughs> to me how Rick Bonus is the basically fifth or sixth favorite right now at 12 to 1. Is he actually? Doesn't make, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, wow. the only logic I could see is that with the, the Jets trading Dubois – and uh, not signing Wheeler. Was, was Wheeler a trade, too? Uh, bought, was, he was bought, bought out. out. He was bought yeah. out. Bought out. Okay. So without Wheeler and without Dubois, maybe they're thinking that uh, bonus gets the credit now if, if the Jets are good. But, yeah, it, at 12 to 1, I don't understand that line at oh. all. That, yeah, when you're getting Barube at 51, they didn't make the playoffs last year. And, and teams that don't make the playoffs and then make the playoffs next year, those teams are absolutely live for Coach of the Year. But teams that make the playoffs – not so much. I mean, you have to have like an incredible season like uh, Jim Montgomery did last year, something like that. So yeah, just stay away from Rick Bonus yeah. for Jack Adams, uh, pretty much any number. Um, so yeah, I mean the Jets are they're going to be 
competitive. They still got a little talent. I love Josh Morrissey. Yeah, Hellebuck, who knows what's going on with him. The, the devil is still interested from what I've been hearing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's not good times in Winnipeg right now. And, um, yeah, they'll be a wild card team at best at, uh, at the, based on this current roster. Well, if Hellebuck says he's not resigning, like he's pretty much, like he said that, so they're going to have to fucking move him. Uh, Shifley's all but said that he's probably not coming back. So, like, these are guys that you got you got to move, man. So to have him at fucking 12 to 1 to win the the Jack Adams, I get it. If they somehow go on a fucking run, then, yeah, he deserves it. But keep in mind, those two players are probably out. That leaves him with, like, who? Like, Kyle Connor, fucking, you said Morrissey. Like, yeah, you got, like, two or three guys here, man. But, like. They brought in uh, Al- Alex Iafalo, too, who's a decent player. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair too, that. but um, I yeah I don't know man I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a little bit of a shit show out there in Winnipeg myself but who knows. Uh, okay, we're gonna keep it moving here. We're gonna talk about a team that actually was kind of active with the with on all sides of things actually. We're gonna touch on the Nashville Predators here. Uh, what did they do? What did the Preds do? They were able to sign Gustav Nyquist to a two-year, $6.37 million contract, so it's worth about $3.33 million, or sorry, $3.13 million per year on the right wing to bolster some depth there. Uh, they also inked uh, centerman Ryan O'Reilly to a four-year, uh, what was it, like $3.5 million contract or something like that, or $4 million, con- 4.2 or something. I don't fucking know. I think we should know this, but we don't. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so they brought in Ryan O'Reilly, who'd probably be their number number one center right now since uh, Duchesne's gone. Uh, they also brought in defenseman Luke Shen on a three-year $8.25 million contract as well. Um, and then they also brought in none other than Dennis Gurianov on the right wing, baby, for one year $850,000 contract. I don't get this team, man, because like uh, they move on from Johansson. They move on from Shane or, or Duchesne, rather, like and then they bring in like, you know, O'Reilly and Shen and Nyquist and like, Gurianov. It's like, are we... What are we doing here? Are we tanking? Are we not? Are we retooling? Are we rebuilding? Are we just trying to lose some age? But then why are we signing these guys to term? Like, uh, all these players that we noted here, they're serviceable players. Like, fuck, I'll take Nyquist on my team. O'Reilly, Shen, they're awesome. Gurianov, why the hell not, right? But it's just, I'm just a little concerned. From all the reports I heard, you know, they were trying to kind of slow down a little bit, but now they're not. I don't fucking know. What do you guys make out with the Nashville here? Looking at their their cap-friendly page, they have a lot of guys that are, expiring contracts after this season they're not mm. expensive contracts but there, there's a lot of them so maybe they wanted like o'reilly as a part of this this retool posi- position they're in nyquist too because they don't they don't really have a core their core i guess is uc soros who they have a uh, five million until the end of 2025 then to sign Omen him yossi there so they're going to be a, a very defensive team uh, UC Saros is the tied for second best odds to win the Vesna at plus six to one. So, or six to one. So, anytime you have that goalie, you know you're going to be competitive. I I don't hate them at. I don't think they're going to win win the division. I think they should be shorter than Winnipeg. I don't know if they're a good bet to win the cup. Uh, I think they're at seventy five to one. I just think the Predators are going to be better than people think. Uh, I think O'Reilly is serviceable, not in that first line center role, so they have to fill that out. But I think they could win some 3-2, 2-1 games with Soros, just putting them on their back. So the Predators are going to be, a, I think, a, a pesky, pesky Preds this season. You know what I like about Barry Trotz? He sniffs out a bunch of losers, and that's what he did. He got rid of fucking Matt Duchesne. Just straight up bottom out. Get the fucking out of here, man. Um, yeah, I absolutely think this team has a high potential of being competitive in this division. 
um, bringing in Ryan O'Reilly, that, that signals that this team is, is still going to be competitive. I, I liked what I saw from the young guys. You know, when all those those um, vets went down late in the season, uh, I staked minus 325 and then they missed the playoffs like uh, around the All-Star break. And they made me sweat every fucking step of the way. But they they, they, they managed to make me do so because of the, the young guys coming in, like uh, Luke Evangelista and uh, Novak guy. Um, oh, yeah, this this team is uh, it's a nice mix now of, of youth and veterans. So, yeah, I mean, in this dog shit central division, the Predators are absolutely live. So Andrew Burnett, 35, 40 to one for Jack Adams. That's what I'll be looking at. Um, division maybe if you want, uh, but I wouldn't take on the the behemoth that is the Colorado Avalanche. But yeah, this this team is is rock solid, and they still got Roman Yossi. He's 33 years old now, but uh, he's still playing excellent uh, hockey. And uh, UC Saros, 28 years old, he's in his prime. Philip Forsberg coming back after he was injured late last year. Yeah, and, uh, Kiefer Sherwood. That's another young guy that came in. Well, not even he's 28 years old, but he was. He's uh, inexperienced in terms of NHL hockey, but uh, yeah, Philip Tomasino is another one. 21 years old. This guy was awesome last year. Jakob Trenin. Um, these these are guys that contributed meaningfully to their games late in the season. So I'm looking for them to carry that forward in the next season. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm higher on the Preds than uh, a lot of these other teams in the Central for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, there's, 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 there, they are some underdogs there, but they can help win you some money, just like underdog fantasy. They're giving away $15 million in prizes with their best ball mania for fantasy football. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. There's so many ways to win over on underdog and underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, we're going to keep it moving here. We're going to we're gonna to the bottom barrel, but we're going to talk about probably a pretty relevant team, actually, considering who they just drafted. We're going to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks here. Uh, Blackhawks had uh, this is a team that's just clawing at the cap floor, just trying to get their way to the fucking bottom here. Uh, and some of their signings that they made actually kind of proved that. We'll talk a little bit about it. Notable signings they brought in uh, Nick Felino. He played last year at the Boston Bruins. Uh, they brought in Felino for four million dollars on a one-year deal. Uh, in very similar sense, they brought in Corey Perry for four million dollars on a one-year deal. Uh, I believe they brought in Ryan Donato as a centerman, uh, two years, uh, two million dollar contract as well. Um, so yeah, they're, you know, that's fine. That's obviously that's a lot of money for like Corey Perry and fucking, you know, Nick Foligno, but let's face it, man, like this, this team's shit and they're literally just trying to hit the cap floor and you got to have, you got to have Bedard surrounded with somebody. Are these players good? Can they keep up with him? Not a fucking chance, but at least they're a good veteran presence. They can teach you how to be the pro. So there's something to be said for that. The old, uh, the old knock on them. They do got some young talent there too. A couple of guys that are looking to break through, right? Like Kirby Reichel, uh, guys of that nature as well. Um, one thing I did notice, I'm looking at the receiver right now. I'm sorry, what did you call crap. him? What did I say? Not Kirby Reichel. What's his name? Lucas Reichel. Lucas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Face respect I, my fellow German. Yeah, I don't care about you fucking Germans. Uh, <laughs> um, one thing I did notice here, this team only has four defensemen signed right now. They got Seth Jones, Nikita Zaitsev, Connor Murphy, and Jared Tenorti. And their goalies are Peter Morazic and Arvid Soderblom. So... <laughs> I have Kevin Korczynski coming in next year. He's an awesome prospect. I uh, look for him to make a big uh, impression on this team. And Ethan Del Maestro, too, another uh, young kid coming in. So, yeah, they'll be filling in that that defensive uh, side of the puck. 
uh, pretty well there. I'm pretty high on, on those guys, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's countered by fucking Seth Jones and his useless ass at nine and a half million. Seven for years. Yeah. Seven years. <laughs> Nikita Zaitsev, Connor Murphy. I don't know. What do you think, boys? I fucking hate how quickly the Chicago Blackhawks went from a dynasty to a rebuild. There'll be a dynasty again in a few years. They got Connor Bedard. They traded away Dabrinka. They traded away Doc. They, 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 they tanked, and they did it properly. They got Bedard. They signed Taylor Hall, who will be a trade piece either this deadline or next deadline, whether he has no, no move clause or not, which he does. Tyler Johnson, they can retain some salary on, trade him. Nick Foligno, same thing. Corey Perry, same thing. They're signing guys that they can trade for draft picks. I'm looking ahead. Uh, 2024, they have two first-round picks, three second-round picks, and two third-round picks. Two second-round picks the next year. And two or two first round picks and two second round picks the next year. I'm sure they'll be able to get some more with that. Have those defensemen coming up that, that Joel just mentioned. Uh, they need goaltending, but goaltending is easy to to buy in this league. So yeah, the Blackhawks are maybe not you know on the on the hockey side of things, on the running the organization side of things. They're doing it right. They had had a dynasty. They tore it down. They kept Kane till the last minute. They kept Taves who. I saw today is not on the available free agency, so maybe he he could be retiring. But yeah, now they have the next great player in Bedard and, and these guys to play with him for one year to you know get him ready for the NHL, trade him away, get more draft picks, get more assets, and they're going to be a, a, a beast for the uh, probably from 2025 to 2035. So it's it's just Chicago going from what 2010 to in 25 years they're going to have two separate dynasties, which is insane. Haters going to hate, man. Um, <laughs> Blackhawks doing it the right way. I mean, they did it the fucking wrong way for like fucking 30, 40 years. So now you can't blame it for doing it the right way, finally. Um, yeah, they, this team is clearly tanking the whole year. And uh, they got rewarded for it. Um, yeah, they, 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 they're stacked in terms of their prospect pipeline. So, yeah, it's all about the future here. Not much to say. I mean, uh, on most teams, giving Corey Perry four mil, Nick Foligno right? four mil would be absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. That's awesome. In, in terms of the Blackhawks or, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the bottom four or five teams of the league, then it's totally understandable. Uh, good for those boys getting paid. Uh, yeah, nothing much else to say here. This team's going to be bad this year. But, uh, yeah, look out for them going forward. I'm going to be excited to see what Lucas Reichel can do. Kevin Kochinski, high on this guy. Um, and yeah, yeah, this team is going to be a a fun competitor for the Avalanche when we're bad. <laughs> uh, I, Ryan had a lot of hate there. I was going to say, I didn't know there was a big rivalry between Chicago and Philadelphia, yeah, but you know what? But there is. There is. Exactly. Exactly. And I just hate the Blackhawks as an organization as a whole. There should be more of a rivalry between you and Chicago than you and New Jersey. That's all no, I'm saying. Devil, Devils all-time hate list. Blackhawks are just below them. Devils didn't take a did, Devils didn't take a Stanley Cup away from you, bro. No, no. Right? They, they just took Eric Lindros' career away from me. So. Well, that's okay. That's actually hilarious, by the way. Hey, uh, if, somebody's if, in it's the- any, if it's any encouragement, the Blackhawks look to the Chicago Bears uh, general management for advice. Oh, yes, that's true. Their- that is true. <laughs> well, so. then, then they're going to be shit for a long time. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're gonna keep moving here. Final team in the uh, final team in the Central, uh, team that was actually fairly active, all things considered. We're gonna touch on the Arizona Coyotes here. Uh, Arizona Coyotes did make a couple splashes. 
Uh, bringing in, uh, I think, Troy Stature one year, $1.1 million. They brought Alex Galchenyuk back. I think he was on their team two years ago. He's with Colorado last year. They got him for one year, $775,000. They brought in centerman Alexander Kerfoot on a two-year, $7 million uh, uh, contract, so $3.5 million per year. And then just yesterday, it came out that they took a gamble on uh, good old Travis Dermott for one year, $800,000. Yeah, just, you know, a whole bunch of... I they're not really great players, but they're, some of them aren't really like the worst players. But yeah, fuck it. Go to Arizona, get some money. I mean, they're still in the NHL. they still got a nice team. Obviously, it's not going to put them anywhere close to being over the top here. But I don't know. Boys, what do you think on uh, on the Coyotes deal, if you have an opinion whatsoever? Yeah, not, not much of an opinion there. I guess, you know, Zucker's going to be a guy that they they trade for him. I think they signed him one year. They'll probably trade him at the deadline. There are a few other guys like that. Um, just a lot up in the air with where they're going to be playing. So, I mean, people claim they want to play there. Clayton Keller says he wants to play there, but who knows if he does. And yeah, Desert Dog is going to be a fun underdog team that's probably just overlooked based off um, them as a whole. But I think they do have some talented players and, and uh, they still have Vemelka there in net. So some uh, some sneaky wins. Uh, they brought in Sean Dersey there from the Kings. He's a good player. Yeah, he's a trade, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a hell of a player. Oh. Yeah, it's only one year on that, so he'll be irrelevant in terms of their their future. Their if they're ever competitive again. Um, but yeah, bringing in Alexander Kerfoot, I don't know who the fuck would want him for the playoffs. So <laughs> no uh, trade deadline value there. Yeah, I guess the biggest win is that Clayton Keller's dad isn't talking anymore, but it wanted to move him out of town. <laughs> he was hacked, bro. He was hacked, okay? Because <laughs> someone's, that's the prime hack list is Clayton Keller's fucking dad. <laughs> the damn Russians again. What a target. Uh, yeah, another big loss is that uh, by the Canucks buying out Ekman Larson, they, uh, <laughs> the Coyotes had to eat some of that too. So <laughs> they just keep giving out money for that guy. Um yeah, I got nothing else to say about this team. They're going to be bad. Like uh, yeah. they'll, they'll be competing with the Blackhawks for worse than division. And uh, I think the teams will be a bit more prepared to go into Mordor this year. So I don't think that we'll see them. Uh, they were actually, uh, what are they? They did drop at six. So, yeah, I don't think that they'll be uh, above bottom five. I mean, this roster is just so fucking bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's going to be brutal. But... Uh, God, God bless whatever team takes over this team and and reinjects them with some actual culture, some money, and all the rest. And people who care about hockey, sustainability. Yes, and, and a stadium that has more than five thousand people capacity. All right, boys, that wraps up our central here. Any other little tidbits we want to add before we uh, before we close this out, or what? Uh, nope. All right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, baby, even though there's not. But still, we have the Scottish Genesis Open happening on Thursday. That's teeing off, so that'll be cool. Uh, baseball's taking a little bit of a break. Fucking CFL still rocking and rolling here. Uh, there's Summer League for basketball going on. You got NASCAR. You got F1. I guess there's MMA. There's a couple big fights, I guess, the other day. So if you're an MMA guy, I'm sure you dig that. Uh, anyways, is that a thing? Yeah. Volkanovski, baby. All right. I mentioned yeah. on Monday. Hell yeah. Slam ball's coming back. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, 
uh r.i.p uh not, not not he didn't die or anything but my boy cloud Bethel thompson uh parted ways with the new orleans breakers of the usfl uh as of as of today uh-huh. so that kind of sucks so pour one out for my homie um anyways uh go check out the sports gambling podcast Eric website that's the place to be uh read the articles lots of love goes into those articles be sure to check out the other shows as well be sure to check out baseball money is fake with ryan and blake those guys are absolutely always killing it uh and of course shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord man you know everybody's just just living their life it's summertime people are boozing people are smoking people are doing other drugs people are hanging out people are just other people are being responsible citizens that's cool too you know you don't you can still be in here and just party and be cool that's all right um so yeah shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord if you're not in the discord you're not making money if you want to be in the discord you can reach out to myself or ryan on twitter i will point you in the right direction or you can uh or you can reach out uh to the hgp twitter account uh, they'll point you in the right direction as well. Or you can uh, or you can sign a contract with the Minnesota Wild, Joel's favorite team, and he goes to all the games, so he'll probably see you walking around the stadium. And if you if you see him there, you know, you just uh, just ask him. He'll point you in the right direction as well, too. Yeah, he said, he said he likes the Wild more than the Stars this year. So he, he, he likes the Wild, he said. Yeah, we'll, I think we'll, so. We'll, 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 we'll clip that section and uh, just get that on, on repeat there. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Hockey Game Podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We've got a, uh, a changed five-star review, I believe, from uh, Igdalo Shandala. Uh, five stars, poke check. You want to talk hockey? These guys talk hockey all year long. No other Hockey Game Podcast bring you priceless content during the offseason like the HGP men do. Hell yeah. Look at that. We talk and hockey. Men. The HGP men. That's us. We are, we are men, eh? We're manly men. Isn't that fun to think about? We're men. Yeah. No, we're not no boys. We're not no kids. We're <laughs> fucking men, bro. This guy's getting drunk at Tim Hortons. You know why? Because he's a fucking man. Okay? <laughs> I was a boy <laughs> then. <laughs> now I get drunk at, I don't know, fucking Home Depot. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. My name is Tyler Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. Joel Martin. You'll find me debating between my heart my wallet when it comes to Djokovic and the Wimbledon Ooh. semifinals. I thought he played basketball. What the fuck are you talking about? That's, That's Jokic. Yeah, my two Serbian boys, uh, Nikola Jokic and, uh, and Novak Djokovic in tennis. I don't, I don't understand. The absolute goat shit. of the sport. Don't let anyone tell out. you otherwise. Figure it out. Base. Fucking figure it out. <laughs> Base. <laughs> <laughs>